You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Wednesday, November the 18th. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. My name is Lucas Smith, the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan. Thanks for tuning in today and any day you guys tune in. Always, always appreciate it. Uh, on the show today, we're going to do a little bit of dreaming. We're talking about what DJ LeMahieu uh, might look like in a Cardinal uniform. I think anybody with the talent of DJ would look good in a Cardinal uniform. Now, the likelihood of this happening is slim to none, but a guy can dream, and with the Cardinals losing out on, uh, or not losing out, Cardinals cutting ties, at least in the moment, from Colton Wong, DJ LeMahieu seems, to the naked eye, like a pretty good, um, you know, pretty good replacement at second base. Um, t- uh, news on Wong, by the way, tweeted out by... Um, Bob Elliott, who is part of the Canadian Baseball Network, uh, tweeted out yesterday that the Blue Jays are interested in the Cardinals' second, former Cardinals second baseman Colton Wong. Um, so you know, could see Colton Wong fly north of the border to play for Toronto. So that's some news to keep um, keep your eye out for. But uh, but before we talk about, oh, and also on the show, I'll be talking about a proposed deal that I got uh, as an email. Um, from uh, New York Red Forty Seven uh, at gmail.com. So we'll be talking about uh, a possible trade that he, he or she or, or they had to offer. So, but first, uh, you know, when we talk about DJ LeMahieu, he was, came up with the Cubs, and the Cubs were in the news yesterday. There, um, and yes, DJ LeMahieu was a Chicago Cub all the way back in 2011. Played one year for him, 37 games. You know, subpar at best. Uh, he really took off in 2016 um, with, with the Rockies and had two exceptional years these past years. Anyways, Theo Epstein, president of baseball operations, stepping down. I think it was uh, it's effective on Friday, November. Excuse me, November the 20th. This is an interesting move. Um, you know, I think it's a it's a well welcomed move from a lot of Cub fans that I've been hearing and talking to that they, they're you know just not. You know, the fit just isn't there anymore. Um, so I, I think that, you know, it's something that, that had been rumored in the last couple of months or so, at least a month or two ago. This has been rumored to being happened. And, you know, Theo Epstein has done some incredible work in his tenure, uh, not only with Chicago, but also with the Red Sox, bringing a championship back to um, back to Boston and now doing the same thing with, with Chicago. Um, there's rumors of him going to Cleveland to do the same thing or Philadelphia possibly. But regardless, I think as a Cub fan, I'm not one, but as a Cub fan, I would imagine they'd be very happy with what Theo has done. Um, and they'd be grateful for his work and contrib- contributions to the city, to the team, to the, the fan base. But I think it, it was time. You know, I think that the Cubs, you know, when, when they hired Epstein, when they had the postseason success in, two, or in 2015 and the World Championship in 2016, they thought, okay, here comes the dynasty. Who's going to stop us? And then, you know, they made it to the National League Championship Series in 2017. But then in 18, they couldn't make it out of the uh, wild card. And they lost the game 163, then they lost the wild card. 
2019, they fall short of the playoffs. 2020, they get in but get swept in the first round by the Miami Marlins. Yes, 2020 was a weird year, but still. When you look at, you know, the dynasty that a lot of people, and myself included, expected from the Chicago Cubs, and you have guys like Rizzo and Bryant and Baez and Schwarber for a short time. And in 2016, you had Jake Arrieta pitching extremely well, John Lester uh, pitching extremely well. You, you, Wilson Contreras, you had these pieces in place for a dynasty. You really did. I think, you know, the, the, the word, the, the term dynasty gets thrown around too often, in my opinion, of, you know, if you win two times in four years, all of a sudden you're a dynasty. I think you got to win at least three to be a dynasty. The Warriors, uh, you know, they're a typical example of a dynasty. The Bulls in, in, the, in the 90s were a dynasty. You know, you can make argument that the, the Cardinals and, you know, they've had some really good time, years. And in the 40s, they could have had a, a solid run in it, but a dynasty. You know, I don't. I don't think that what the Cubs had qualifies for a dynasty. And if that was Theo's goal to make a dynasty in Chicago, I think that that's a failure. But his goal to bring a championship back to Chicago was a resounding success, and I give him all the credit in the world for doing so. But let, let's look at somebody that slipped through his fingers or slipped through the Cubs' fingers. And I'm not, I'm not sure if I can't remember if he was hired in, in 2012, 2011. But nevertheless, let's take a look at DJ LeMahieu. With him being 32, people are kind of saying, you know, three years, anywhere from that 60 to $80 million range. And like I said at the top of the show, if LeMahieu, or, if the, you know, with the Cardinals walking away from Wong for the time being, a re-sign is still possible, who knows. But with the Cardinals walking away from Wong, they are in need of an improvement at second base. I'm comfortable with Edmund, but would I rather the all-star and the league batting champ, DJ LeMahieu, come in and, and try his, you know, Try out for second base? Heck yeah, I would. This is a guy that has had resounding success the last last you know last two years, especially in, in New York, but also had incredible success in Colorado for a number of years from from really from from fifteen to, to seventeen, those or eighteen other, those two, three years there. So DJ LeMahieu would be an incredible addition for the St. Louis Cardinals. But with a combination of him being thirty two years old and a combination of him you know, being so expensive, I just don't think it's a move the Cardinals are going to make. But if he were, let, again, let's, let's just say if if, the, if he were, that would lengthen this lineup incredibly because then you could move Edmund to third. You could sit Carpenter because I don't think Carpenter should be starting. And that just, your infield looks so much better with somebody like DJ LeMahieu playing second base. You, like I said, you can shift Edmund over. That infield now looks pretty darn good when you go from Edmund to DeYoung to LeMahieu to Goldschmidt. That is a dream scenario if the Cardinals all of a sudden decide to scrap the uh, plan of reduce the payroll and they say, go for it. DJ LeMahieu should be on the top of the list if, that's, if that somehow miraculously happens. Again, the realisticness of this, tra- or of this move is slim. But boy, oh boy, would it lengthen this Cardinal lineup immensely if it happened. DJ LeMahieu is an incredible second baseman. He's had some great years, like I talked about. I mean, this is past year in, in 50 games. Slash 364, 421, 590. Weighted on base percentage of 429. He had an OPS of, of 1,011. He drove in 27 runs in in those 50 games, hitting 10 home runs, scoring 41 times, 
strike a rate of extremely low, 9.7%. Guys, he, he just makes contact is what this guy does. And, you know, more times than not, it goes for extra bases, and more times than not, even if it doesn't go for extra bases, it goes for hits. You know, he is he, he had back-to-back 30-plus double doubles years from 18 to 19, and in, in 17 he had 28 and 32 the year before. So he, he's a really gap-to-gap solid hitter. So, again, realistically, is DJ LeMahieu coming to the Cardinals? Probably not, but... Man, it would be nice if he did. So uh, that, that's my highlight on, on DJ a little bit. Uh, coming up in just a minute, I have a trade proposal for somebody that the Cardinals think, somebody that the Cardinals went after a couple years ago and missed out on. They settled for Ozuna, uh, but I have a, a, tr- a trade um, proposal for Giancarlo Stanton coming up that I'll talk about in just a moment. Before that trade about Giancarlo Stanton gets talked about, I want to tell you about Bilt Bar. It's new and improved and even more delicious than before. My favorite flavor of the 18 amazing flavors that have nut and non-nut flavors incorporated is cookies and cream. And that's one of their six new flavors. Their 12 original flavors are incredible as well. They range from coconut to peanut butter brownie to banana bread to mint brownie to raspberry to coconut almond. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They're covered 100%. In chocolate, you heard me, 100%. But Built Bars are still great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet if you're on it. But if you're not, this is still a great way to be healthy while indulging in a delicious treat. Let's take a look at that flavor profile for cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, there's a free cooler opportunity with your purchase of Built Bar while supplies last. You go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On as well to get 20% off your next order. So there's a chance for a free cooler, but you can get a guaranteed 20% off by entering the code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So tomorrow on the show, there's an article in MLB.com talking about you know reasons Yadier Molina might stay or go, and I'm going to break in break into that and give you the three reasons that um, that these three or the, the, the three reasons for staying and going that was listed out, and also my, my thoughts on those and my thoughts on Yadier Molina in, in general and why it's not so so black or white. But the trade proposal that was emailed to the show lockedoncards@gmail.com. I encourage all of you to, to email. Email me if you have questions, comments, complaints, or concerns. Was Giancarlo Stanton and Cash to St. Louis for Andrew Miller and Matt Carpenter? Again, Giancarlo Stanton to St. Louis and Cash uh, for Andrew Miller and Matt Carpenter. My knee-jerk reaction is absolutely 100% yes. But when you look a little bit more into it, I really think that the answer to this one is no. Because when you look at Stanton's career, especially in the last two years, he has played 18 games in 2019 and 23 here in 2020. That is not a lot of games, uh, to say the least. He's had injury problems in the past. He was injured a lot in 2015 and 16, bits and parts of it, pieces, bits and pieces of it rather. Um, but even when he was injured, I will give him credit to this. He hit 20. Two home runs every year from 2010 to 2018. Um, in 2015, he only played 74 games, and he had 27 home runs. He was an all-star. 
In 2016, he hit 27 home runs in 119 games. In his rookie year in 2010, he hit 22 home runs in 100 games. So the, the power is 100% without a doubt there. I'm not trying to uh, you know, bash the, the power by any means. Uh, but when you look at Stanton, what also has to come in mind is two things. Number one, the fact that he he, he DH. He doesn't really play the outfield anymore in, in New York. If he came to St. Louis and the DH wasn't a thing in 2021, I'm sure that they can make it work where he plays left field, or uh, and and that's okay. You know, he, 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 it'll work out. That that bat speaks for itself. Um, but also the, the big thing for me that that, that happens with, with Giancarlo Stanton, if if the Cardinals were to trade for him, uh, go after him again, is is that massive mega contract? Uh, this year was his year to opt out, and he. Um, he he did not opt out. He opted in. So he he is earning twenty nine million dollars the next two seasons, and then thirty two million dollars from twenty three to twenty five, twenty nine to twenty six, and twenty five and twenty seven, um, and a and a club option for twenty five in two thousand and twenty eight. That's a lot of money to invest into a thirty plus year old outfielder that already has some injury problems. Now I I. I do wish the Cardinals would have gotten him in, in 2018. You know, maybe Stanton opts out at this point in St. Louis, but but still, that would have been a huge get for St. Louis. They got Ozuna. That, that, that It was still a good get for them. But Stanton was the cream of the crop in terms of that Miami outfield uh, at, at that time. Um, Ozuna, arguably, you know, yes, Yelich has an MVP, and Stanton had an incredible 2018, but Yelich, Ozuna has arguably had the most consistent day-in, day-out results since that trade, but... When you're looking at if the Cardinals can go after Giancarlo Stanton, which, again, this was just because of a, a trade proposal that was emailed to me, that, that contract terrifies me, to be quite frank. I don't think that the, the Cardinals are willing to pay anybody that amount of money, especially a guy like Stanton who has injury in his recent history and really throughout a, a, a decent chunk of his career. Stanton is a is a guy that has light tower power. He has shown that he's led the league in home runs twice. He he has hit some mammoth 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 shots in his career. I just don't know if at, at this point in time if this is something the Cardinals go for. the The contract for me is is the biggest issue in this proposed trade that I got for for getting Stanton for Andrew Miller and Matt Carpenter. You know, I I I'd be willing to, to give that up if if contract was a little bit more team friendly and if the injury history wasn't there or it was lighter. But I think with the contract and the, and the recent injury history for Giancarlo, I don't see, and number one, I don't see the Yankees getting rid of him or shopping him in, in any, you know, any sense of the word. Uh, but I just don't, I don't see this deal happening. Uh, that was emailed to me as a as a talking point. So I do not see the Cardinals making the trade. And uh, if I were the Cardinals in this hypothetical situation, I would not make this trade. And again, that that's really only because of the contract. I. I yeah, I like the idea of shopping around Carpenter a little bit, see what you can get for him and Miller. And again, the cash that was thrown into the trade as well, something I probably haven't really talked about as much, but um, you know, the cash would probably have to be pretty significant or New York eats a pretty significant chunk of that contract for that uh, for, for that to work out for me. But thank you to um, NewYorkRed47 at gmail.com for emailing me that. I, I saw that you emailed me something similar. It might have been the same thing uh, a couple weeks ago that I never got around to, so I apologize for that. But thank you uh, for emailing me that um, for talking about tonight. So uh, with that said, that's going to wrap up the show for today. hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, tune back tomorrow for some more thoughts on Yadier Molina staying or going 
And um, again, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter, LJ Fastball. And be sure to email the show, lockedoncards at gmail.com. If I get enough, maybe I'll do a mailbag day uh, where I just go filter through your responses. So uh, like and subscribe to the show and rate the show on iTunes as well. With that said, as always, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe, stay well. Have a fantastic day. We'll be right